Welcome to Prima's 2017 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education and Training at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Tim McCarty will discuss saving your employees, putting an end to driver distractions. Tim is the Associate Vice President of Risk Control for Trident Public Risk Solutions. He brings more than 25 years of experience serving public entity clients with carriers such as St. Paul and One Beacon, as well as broker experience with Marsh. Tim has attained the Associate in Risk Management, Certified Safety Professional, and Certified Playground Safety Inspector designations, along with a host of other certifications that are specific to risk consultants. Throughout his career, he has been active in the American Society of Safety Engineers, Prima, and REMS as a speaker at conferences as well as authoring articles for various trade journals. In addition, he holds a Master of Science degree in Occupational Safety and Health from Columbia Southern University and a Bachelor of Science in Industrial Engineering from the University of Southern Maine. We will also be joined by Taekwon Gilbert, a member of Prima's education and training team. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Tim. Let's get started, shall we? Why are we hearing so much about distractions and driving lately? Is it really that big of a deal? Yes, it is. We have had decades of declining fatality rates on our roads. And recently, we've seen a a dramatic uptick in fatalities. In fact, in the last year, the rate was up over 8% for one year alone. And the rate now stands at the highest level in 12 years. We have over 100 deaths and 12,000 injuries every day on our roadways, day after day. Now, the decline that we saw across those decades was due in large part to safer roads and vehicle safety features. Think about all the improvements we've seen in vehicles in the last few years. Anti-lock braking systems, airbags, front and side now, vehicle impact crumple zones and and they create a passenger compartment that becomes a safety zone during a collision, a stability control system, lane departure warnings, automatic braking systems for collision avoidance, literally improvements to every aspect of car construction, steering, suspension, bumpers, the list goes on and on. But all of these improvements in our roadway engineering and vehicle engineering are being defeated by poor driving behaviors. And the culprit is driver distractions. They come in a lot of different forms. People eating and drinking behind the wheel, using it as a mobile restaurant, smoking, programming a navigation system, interfacing with the infotainment system that's in the vehicle. And of course, the most common and uh, and the biggest piece of that puzzle is cell phones. Distractions, primarily from cell phones, account for nearly 30% of the collisions on our roadway, and that's only what's directly identifiable. So many safety experts and vehicle reconstructionists feel that that number is much higher. People just don't admit to being distracted prior to the collision. Distractions are a a big problem, and without intervention, they're going to get bigger, certainly for our society at large, but also at the local level with a public entity. A public entity staff are all busy and are usually just riding around town. Do you really need to address this? 
We tend to do a variety of things at once, especially when we feel stressed by job demands and personal responsibility. That's all part of a busy lifestyle that we lead. So we try to multitask. And I say try because multitasking is a myth. Human beings can't process more than one task at a time. We think we're multitasking, but what we're really doing is rapidly switching back and forth between tasks. And the real problem with that is, especially when we're doing something like operating a motor vehicle, is that we lose information every time we switch back and forth and we don't even know it. So we're dropping data out. So what happens is we're driving along and we can miss up to 50% of what's around us. We don't see our environment. We may look at it, but we don't actually see it. So we don't see the stop sign or the traffic signal. We don't see the child in the crosswalk. We're looking at it, but we're not seeing it. Now, at the same time, we're not seeing everything as we're driving around. We're also having a really subpar conversation. We're not having good conversations uh, while we're driving, again, because we're dropping out all this information as we try to switch back and forth between tasks. And it's illustrated with a piece about a, a woman, a lawyer, who was driving her vehicle. And, and she really is an interesting person. She had uh, grown up in poverty, had put herself through school, had gotten her law degree. She felt like she wanted to give back to the community. She was working with a local crisis center, and they had assigned her a 14-year-old boy who had lost his mother. And so she got a call one day as she was out and about, and the, the young man was in crisis. And, and so they had called her in to the center to help out. And so as she's driving along, she's talking to the center's director about this young man and what the issues were. And, and uh, she drove into an intersection and killed a mother and, ironically, a 14-year-old boy when, they, when she T-boned their vehicle. And to her credit, she took complete responsibility for the event. And her comments were, and she wants others to learn from it, is it's not safe to operate a phone and be driving a vehicle. Um, she said, I was approaching that intersection. I never saw all the stop traffic in the lanes on either side of me. I didn't see the red light. I didn't see the vehicles crossing in front of me. And I didn't realize what was going on until I plowed into that vehicle and killed those people. That's the danger of trying to operate a motor vehicle and any kind of distraction, but certainly cell phones being one of the biggest. And none of us are immune. Again, none of us can multitask. And so additionally, you know, many of our staff are operating uh, their vehicles in very congested environments, our cities and our towns, our communities, where there's lots of people, lots of vehicles, lots going on. And many times they're operating that vehicle in less than, than uh, perfect conditions. It could be you know, weather-related, uh, trying to operate a snowplow, etc. But even in our rural communities, it's really important to understand that it's, it's no driving environment is safe to multitask in. What is the exposure to a public entity from distracted driving? Well, it's large and it's getting larger. You know, there was an interesting study done by the AAA Foundation for uh, Traffic Safety. And it found, when they surveyed drivers, that 94% consider texting a very serious safety threat. 87% uh, uh, felt that cell phone use while driving causes distractions. 88% feel that drivers 
do not know how distracted they really are when they're using a cell phone. And 88% feel distracted driving can quickly lead to a crash. That's all good information. We, we are getting the message out that distracted driving is a problem, but here is the really disturbing part of that study, that many uh, that took it expressed the thought that I can drive safely while talking on a cell phone, but others cannot. And so that's a real disturbing piece to, to think about is it's okay for me to do it, but not anybody else. And obviously, the, the public is aware of the risks of distracted driving. In fact, you know, we have a, a four times greater risk of getting into a collision if we're talking on a cell phone and a 23 times greater risk if we're texting. But when we link that together, should there be a collision in which an entity's driver is found to be distracted, the same drivers that engage in distractions themselves are going to hold your drivers accountable whether as a claimant or for somebody serving on a jury, should it come to that. There's also a national consensus standard that's being introduced into, into many court proceedings. The American National Standard Institute, in conjunction with the American Society of Safety Engineers, developed ANSI ASSE Z15.1, and it's safe practices for motor vehicle operations. In it, they identify that, that an organization, and that organization can span everything from a fleet of vehicles with just a, a couple of small passenger vehicles all the way up to over-the-road carriers. Certainly included in that are public entities. But they identify that distracted driving needs to be, needs to be addressed with a policy statement that prohibits it. And that's the wide range of, of distractions that we talked about earlier, eating and infotainment, as well as cell phones. And juries are now using this as a standard of care for all types of organizations, of course, including public entities in court proceedings. It's been out there for 11 years, so it's become something that plaintiff's attorneys are going to for guidance. And so the liability is actually increasing for drivers on the road as our public understands the dangers of distracted driving, as well as um, there are pieces out there that, that, can, that they can turn to for standards of care. And so those combined tend to increase the liability for all. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. I would like to take a moment and invite you to Prima's 2017 annual conference, June 4th through 7th in Phoenix, Arizona. Here are some words from Prima's meetings manager, Monique Gilliam, regarding why you should attend Prima's annual conference. Our first thing to start at is going to be our welcome reception on Sunday. Our welcome reception will be over at the Sheraton Grand Phoenix, and then we'll have a number of organized networking breaks. We have our lovely trade show floor that'll have over 90 exhibitors to be able to network with. And then we have one of our most famous events called our Tuesday night social event taking place at the Arizona Science Center. So we have a number of opportunities to be able to get to know your public risk management professionals. To learn more about Prima's annual conference, visit primacentral.org. Now back to Tim and Taekwon. What steps should a risk manager consider in curbing this dangerous practice? Well, the, the first piece of the puzzle is getting buy-in from your local officials, uh, whether that's the, uh, the mayor, the board, um, whoever 
has the power to affect change in your community. And that's going to require education. They need to understand the importance of addressing the issue. Remember, they probably think they can successfully multitask unless you tell them otherwise. So it's important to get them on board and get their support. And second, then, to draft a statement from those officials that they'll sign off on that outlines their support for eliminating distracted driving in your community. Along with this, of course, uh, needs to be a policy that gives guidance to the drivers, their supervisors and management, including disciplinary actions. And one very important part of a policy is to help by offering solutions as part of the policy. For instance, letting them know that it's okay to take the time to eat a meal while stopped in their vehicle. It's okay to go through the fast food lane, but then they need to know that it's okay to, to park that vehicle and, and consume the meal so they're not trying, again, to multitask behind the wheel. And that it's okay to, to pull over to take the phone call when they find a safe place to do so, that they don't have to react to that cell phone going off immediately, or even turning the cell phone off while they're driving around. And even something as simple as crafting a, a return message when somebody leaves a voicemail to the effect of, you know, I'm currently driving and it's not safe to, for me to be operating a vehicle and talking on the phone, so I'll get back to you as soon as I find a place to stop. Again, giving them some resources around that issue. And the third aspect, and I would argue really the most challenging, is, is rolling the program out to the organization. It's important to start with uh, management and supervisory ranks and help them understand the importance of the program and how they, in their role, can help frontline managers or drivers manage the changes. Everyone, drivers, supervisors, and managers, are going to need to understand the importance of why they shouldn't attempt to drive distracted. And like any policy, then, it needs to be monitored and actively managed for compliance. What kinds of challenges can a risk manager expect in trying to implement a policy to prevent distracted driving? The first and most obvious is resistance. Remember, almost everyone thinks they can talk and drive safely. This resistance is likely to come from leaders, supervisors, and frontline drivers. So a well-thought-out plan to implement the program is important, and you come in armed with, with knowledge and information, referencing the studies that have been done, the reports, and the standards that are out there, and there's a plethora of information available, and really, again, educating everyone in the process about the dangers of, of operating a vehicle while distracted. Now, your insurance carrier may have some good resources that you can tap into, Great resources also come from the National Safety Council. Uh, they have programming materials that are free. The National Traffic Highway Safety Administration and Distraction.gov also have some good resources. But understanding is the key to making it work. People need to understand the why it's important. So it just doesn't become a, another rule that has to be followed. They need to understand the why of it being so important. Another major challenge is getting compliance. Drivers are sometimes alone and are going to try to sneak in a call or a text. And uh, supervisors sometimes find themselves conflicted as we've working. They find themselves conflicted about disciplining a driver for something that, quote, unquote, everybody does. 
And this is where ongoing educational efforts are really helpful, especially sharing stories that highlight the dangers, first-person accounts of how they thought they could multitask and found they couldn't. There's many videos that are available at some of the organizations I just mentioned that you can download and share at maybe a, a driver safety meeting or a tailbox. Uh, tailgate talk or toolbox talk, uh, whatever you call it, but you're sharing that information on an ongoing basis so people get the message reinforced and they continue to understand. Another great way to get compliance is to help people understand the importance to share with their families. So what we tend to teach, we tend to take in and understand better. So you could even have a campaign where you get materials out for the families to use so that the employee is taking those home and helping their family understand, and they tend to have much better buy-in to it. So there's a lot of creative ways to go about getting the message out there and getting compliance with this policy that you've now instituted. And finally, this isn't easy, but having uh, your organization adopt a distracted driving policy and keeping your drivers focused on the road is going to dramatically reduce their risk of a collision. That reduces the risk of an injury to themselves, injury or death to a member of the public that we serve, and ultimately it will reduce an organization's risk of loss due to a very preventable cause of loss, that of driving distracted. And I ask that you all drive safely, and thank you. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks so much, Tim and Taekwon. Please visit the Prima website to listen to other Prima podcasts, join upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and to learn about additional Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Enjoy the rest of your day.